Hi, this is J. Daniel Sawyer. Tonight, I'm bringing you a special preview of Book 2 of the Antithesis Progression, Free Will and Other Compulsions. Artistic Whispers Productions presents Antithesis Book 2, Free Will and Other Compulsions. A podcast novel by J. Daniel Sawyer. Author contact information at www.jdsawyer.net. With original music by Danny Shade. This story contains adult language, sexual situations, and graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. And now... Preview. Prologue. Official transcript. Transmission from Gagarin Station, Operations Division. Intercepted, 1735 GMT, 25th December, 2129. This is Gagarin Station to Persian vessel Rubaiyat. In deference to the lives of the 10,000 civilians currently on board, and by the unanimous vote of the command staff, I am authorized to deliver the following message. We surrender. Chapter 1 Agnosticism, and other faiths of certainty. 1 December, 2129. There was no way to know, of course. Nobody could have known what was coming. Down in the deep south, under the shadow of the lunar night and bathed only in earthshine, something moved. Gray against gray, a small figure clawed its way through the spires jutting rudely at the ridge of Tycho Crater. One step at a time, its feet left a permanent trail in the dust heading north by northeast from the New Zion colony towards Mare Tranquilitatis and civilization. Eighteen hundred kilometers. If the traveler was lucky, she could do it in one lunar night. Other girls had escaped before. Other girls' bodies had been found in the dust, poisoned by their own breath building up for too long in the scrubbers, or dried out from too long exposure in the brutal lunar sun. This one wouldn't make that mistake. She'd signed up for the surface gardening class at school because she knew they put something in you that kept you alive for a long time if your oxygen bottle failed. Another year in school and she'd have gotten her introductory nanotech class and learned all about the respirocytes, artificial red blood cells that increased the human body's oxygen efficiency by a factor of 30. She had no way to know that, and she wouldn't have stayed another year for any knowledge or money. All she knew is that they might help her get a little farther. So she'd stolen a rebreather and some extra bottles that she dragged behind her, She'd packed her pea-suit helmet full of appetite suppressants, amphetamines, and vitamin supplements. Without food, she'd need them to keep moving. Luna City was farther than anyone had ever walked outside before, but it was the only place she could go. She couldn't cross the mountains to get to First Town on the South Pole. There were no roads in the Southern Hemisphere, and people lost their way and died in those mountains. It was go north and maybe die trying, or nothing. At twelve years old, she'd rather die trying. The stars were a good guide for direction. You couldn't grow up on Luna and not know them by heart. 
They were dimmer when the sun was up, but right now they showed through her faceplate as clearly as through a clean porthole window. The distant fires lit her path, showing her way through the spires and ridges at the rim of Tycho Crater. She didn't know if she would make it. If she had asked an adult, even one that wanted her to escape, they'd have told her that it wasn't possible. But she was too young, too stupid, and too desperate to know it couldn't be done. On the far side of the mountains, the mottled, rock-strewn mazes of the high plains stretched out before her to the horizon. She'd been on the trek for about twelve hours, enough that they'd miss her, maybe even send out a search party. Maybe they'd catch her. She didn't care. She just knew that she had to get away and choose a new name. This year at school, they'd learned about certainty. They'd talked about death and taxes, how death was optional if you were willing to forego your destiny in the celestial realms, and how there were no taxes in their colony. Her teacher said that the only certain things were God's love and the word of the prophet. She'd walked out on both, and she'd do it again even though the catheters chafed her every time she moved and her bones ached from loping across the open ground. She was alone in the night, with no air, no animals, no friends, and no God to comfort her. And she'd do it all again. That was the only thing she knew for sure. She held on to that surety as if it were the only man-made light in the long lunar night. Nobody in the world really knew anything for sure. It was a lesson once learned that she'd never forget. I hope you'll join me at www.jdsawyer.net on November 11th for the rest of Free Will and Other Compulsions. Until then, remember, the question is not whether you win or lose, but can you survive the game?